while Miss Jacinda Ardern, she's off to Antarctica to celebrate the 65-year anniversary of Scott Base. Yeah, okay, 65 years is an odd number to go and celebrate or to, to acknowledge. Strange. Anyway, in the, mean, in the meantime, the, the digital ID framework ramping right up. So we're going to jump into both of those things in just one second. But first, welcome to a, another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, all of those good things. Okay, so this is just going to be a, a quicker episode today. I've got to only have a, a minimal amount of time, but I wanted to bring up a, a couple of important updates regarding digital ID and potential social credit systems. But first, yeah, Jacinda Ardern, off to Antarctica. She tried to go yesterday, it was a boomerang flight, they had to come back because of bad weather apparently, and she's off there, off, off to, the, to the continent with her, I assume, they're now calling him a partner, Clark Gayford. They were fiancé, but now they're just partners, and there's a very serious photo of them reading... Uh, books on the flight not sure what Ardern Shackleton or Ardern's reading some sort of book and uh, Clark's reading a fishing book of course and yeah so they're off to Antarctica to celebrate 65 years as I mentioned in the intro it's a very strange number but New Zealand has where is it the they're going to Scott Base basically in New Zealand that's all we ever see is images of coming out of Antarctica is just Scott Base and New Zealand has committed $344 million to redeveloping Scott Base, which is the project's expected to be finished in 2028. And I think we're doing that with in conjunction with the US, or we partnered with the United States. Yeah, we're cooperation between New Zealand and its Antarctic neighbour, the United States, has also been a feature on this trip. Apparently New Zealand holds a territorial claim in Antarctica, along with a bunch of other countries of course there's the antarctica um the treaty that i actually haven't read or looked into too much but apparently that stops randos like you and i even trying to go there unless we get the proper approval now people will say that's just for your safety matt you don't want to go freeze to death well isn't that my choice if i want to try and kayak to antarctica i'm not going to kayak i'm going to take a plane rent a plane no no seems a bit strange to me uh this article also mentions that china has been building a fifth base on Antarctica while the US has commissioned six icebreaker vessels and Australia has proposed a new airfield so there you go but uh, Jacinda Ardern off to Antarctica meanwhile rumours continue to swirl of excuse me that's my alarm to turn the bacon I'm, I'm currently cooking a bit of bacon so I'll be back in just one, t- one, one tick okay ru- as I was saying rumours continue to swirl about Jacinda Ardern and her stepping down as PM. I don't know how accurate or what's going to come of that, but it's those rumours have been going on for about six months. She is not doing well in the polls here, in the popularity polls anyway. So we will see what happens there. We've got an election next year regardless, but yeah, rumours. Just rumours at the moment. Okay, and the other thing that I wanted to cover that that is a a bit of a common topic on the podcast because it is something that we need to 
keep a very, very close eye on is this digital identity stuff and the social credit potential that we see coming in and in my mind the Chinese social credit system which some people deny I don't I don't think it's over the entire country I think there's a credit system in certain areas of that country although uh, apparently there's a lot of there's two cameras for every person there there's a shit ton of cameras I don't know the exact stats but there's a there's a lot of cameras <laughs> in China and we're seeing those pop up all over the new fancy dancy ones all over New Zealand and I'm sure wherever you are as well but there's some interesting things that have developed over the last few days Uh, this is from biometricupdate.com now I couldn't click on their about us section for some reason that wouldn't let me so take this with a grain of salt but I have heard it elsewhere as well Uh, MasterCard digital identity network plans detailed at authenticate 2022 Uh, So it says, quote, my business is actually responsible for building a new network for MasterCard, the Identity Network. The uh, Sarah Clark said at a presentation at Authenticate 2022 that provided the clearest picture yet of the global enterprise's ambitions. The digital identity network will not just be for those with MasterCards. Uh, the The network is focused for now on those that already have proof of who they are in the form of a government issued ID. This evidence is then checked and supplemented by other signals. MasterCard plans for its digital IDs to be reusable for in-person interactions, online, through the phone and all other channels. The network is already fully live in two markets and active in seven around the world. According to Clark, the company was accredited to the Australian government's TDIF earlier this year and Brazil is the other country MasterCard's digital identity has launched in. And they go on to say opportunities around digital idea. They're many. People are becoming more aware of the importance of it. And at the moment, there's a bit of a poor user experience. It's all going to be pushed in saying, look how, look at the benefits and look how easy it is to use. It's, it's just amazing. Just use it. This is, I've done an episode on, on the whole FBOS thing and how we've been conditioned to just click, tap and go. And that's good for business because you end up spending more without thinking about it. You're not actually physically handing over money and seeing it disappear. It's just a thing on a computer, a, a number and you're not even aware of it until you look at your bank and how many people actually look at their bank these days. So there's that happening through MasterCard. Uh, meanwhile, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia has announced a banking first. This is from earlier in October. Oh, sorry, this is from 2021. So this is a, probably covered this news already. So this is a year ago. But the Commonwealth Bank of Australia announced the uh, first carbon tracking feature and they were providing personalized carbon footprints for customers based on based on their spending data in a partnership with fintech startup Kogo. So co-governance, is that what that stands for? Uh, the first phase of the partnership will allow, us, will allow a select group of retail customers to view their carbon footprint via the ComBank app and offset their previous month's transactions by purchasing carbon credits. This new feature will be available to all retail customers next year so i'm assuming that that is now in place for all retail customers uh, it says as the relationship with kogo deepens that is actually a good name i actually like saying it kogo kogo just using my kogo app see that's how they're going to get us it's going to be fun to say easy to use anyway as the relationship with kogo deepens 
This will expand to include select small business customers and we expect that customers will soon be able to see a breakdown of their emissions by month and category and eventually at an individual transaction level. That is chilling. That is really, really disturbing stuff. Now if we jump jump on over to New Zealand, the the brother of Australia, not the same country, but you know, we've close relationship with them. The Digital Identity Services Trust Framework has been brought in. It's passed. It's already gone through its second reading in Parliament. And the Digital Identity Services Trust Framework will establish rules to protect the privacy and security of people's information when it is shared within the trusted environment. The framework will not be compulsory mm -hmm, and will prioritise user permission for all actions. Just like the QR codes. They weren't compulsory, but they were. Because you can't shop here unless you sign in. It's better scan the QR codes. Can't come in here if you don't have your, your jab passports. If you got that, please, can you show us that? Can you scan in? All of that certainly felt like a precursor to digital ID, social credit, climate, carbon emission bullshit tracking of our individual lives. And it's going to be all tied in to central bank digital currencies, as we have heard from the now Prime Minister of Britain and his, what he was saying yesterday. If you haven't heard that, go back to yesterday's episode. And that's the copy and paste propaganda episode. Check that out. But isn't it hilarious that it says the framework will not be compulsory? Yeah. No, it's... I mean, it just means you're just not going to be able to use things or you'll be punished for not. Things will become more difficult for those that don't. It's all, I mean, we already kind of have it here. Just to be able to deal with your tax or student loans or um, tax refunds and things things along those lines you're we have government ids in new zealand i think it's called what's it called real real me something like that that's been here for a long time i mean a good i want to say seven years eight years now i'm with the people that say the the whole lockdowns and the tracking features of what we experienced over the last couple of years was just a bit of a tester. Work out the kinks and the bugs in the system of digital ID and see compliance. And sadly, most people complied with it. Scanned in. People were collecting them like Pokemon. Oh, there's another QR code. I think i go get. got to catch them all. Oh, I've got to catch them all around town. Oh, it's great. How many QR codes have you scanned today, Bob? Oh, 17, Barry. Oh, you, oh, but more than... You, oh, I only had 15, Bob. I've got to catch up to you. It's just... It was mental. Madness. And it, just to go into any stores to get some food, they were requiring big signs out the front. Sign in. And I hope you were the sort of person that just wrote your information down on a bit of paper, even though they left that sitting at the door for everybody to see. And you didn't actually put your primary email or phone number. Maybe you have a burner phone or something along those lines. Not against the law. Not against the law at all. It's just a bit of a loophole. Bit of a workaround for you. But yeah, this is it's people that are calling this a conspiracy or look at you funny. Like this is not. It's not bad. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You're mad. It's it's all out in the open. They're talking about it fully. They're just trying to seed the idea that this is going to be great 
and easy. It's going to make just life flow so much, so much better. And we can save Earth at the same time. This is what's happening. I just wanted to bring up those few articles because it is a very, very important topic that we have to keep an eye on, especially now that the new PM of Britain, uh, Sunak, is in and he is very pro central bank digital currency or at least the puppet of people that are wanting to bring that in. But yeah, the um, be interesting actually to look into the Commonwealth Bank of Australia because that was a year ago and see how far that's that's come along. I'll do a bit of poking around on the old internet and see what's happening there. Anyway, going to leave it there for today. Got to go. Got some bacon to eat, other things to do. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, that's my cooking alarm again. That was good timing, wasn't it? Anyway, I hope you have a good rest of your day and this has been another fantastic, beautiful, informative, hilarious episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. Talk to you again very soon.